0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Reviews from Hell. I am your host, AJ, and as always, I am joined by my co host, Steve Ronling. And tonight, we got a special guest with us, uh, Richard Newby. And, Richard, why don't you go ahead and tell people about yourself and introduce yourself to the audience?
1: Sure. Hey, Thanks. Thank you guys for having me. Um, yeah. yeah, so I am a writer for uh, The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, and Fangoria mostly. Um, I cover a bunch of comic book stuff and horror stuff, and then I also contribute occasionally to um, Inverse and AV Club and Vulture, but uh, THR and Fangoria are kind of my main uh, bases there. Um, Long time, you know, horror fan, uh, constantly talking about, even if I'm not talking about (laughs) horror stuff (laughs) on on Twitter, I'm talking about comic book stuff, so those are, you know, basically my my wheelhouse, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to be on the show.
0: Yeah, and I did see your uh, take on the Sue thing from Nope about why it would never fall, and I really enjoyed that piece that you did on that.
1: Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, that was a that was a great movie. I I really enjoyed that for sure.
2: Wow, I mean that's that's a whole nother, you know.
0: Yeah, that's like a whole... three podcast episodes we could do on that.
2: <laughs> I listened to somebody else today who all oh, the final girls uh podcast through put out his episode on note today mm-hmm. i was just listening to that earlier it was good stuff on there good stuff yeah that movie was incredible too i feel like the word i, I was just thinking this the other day as genre flan, genre fans kind of you know hashtag blessed i guess you know <laughs> i mean it's i i just the other day i turned i rolled over in bed and just you know i, I put on a new predator film that's arguably better than predator itself for uh, sure and um, on a, at least a lot of different levels, but you know, I did that, and it's like you know, you can, you can go to Peacock without leaving my room. I could see a new queer horror film from John Logan, you know, with They slash Them. It was just, and then Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is in theaters. I just felt like I was a little hard to complain, you know. I, I do. But feel It's
0: like- almost like being at a candy store right now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're,
1: we're, we're living in a we're living in a golden age. Like I was just like looking at the release calendar for this fall. I mean, like we've got beast coming out this week and orphan first kill
0: yes yeah, which i already uh,
1: saw that i got to review that and man that is that's a really well done prequel as well yeah i'm excited for that uh the invitation barbarian like barbarian. so much stuff and the, menu, too, the menu looks cool yeah
2: a uh, beast is going to be crazy though. Got to see that on a big screen, right? That has to be seen biggest screen imaginable. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to it's interrupt playing
0: interrupt. in Dolby Cinema here as well, so oh, I'm sweet. very excited to watch it in that format.
2: Yeah, it's just yeah. that that just that that's one of those things. It's like Idris Elba, Sean Copley fighting a lion. That's you really do just three sentences and you should go to the theater for that. Yeah, that be easy, easy sell. Easy sell. But yeah, what are, what are we here for specifically, AJ? There's a movie. And
0: tonight we're going to be reviewing the new horror movie Glorious with uh, Ryan Crantine and Zay Simmons. And guys, what did you think of this? Because I absolutely loved it. Like, I think as far as HP Lovecraftian films go, especially on Sutter right now, this is top tier stuff that they got.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, with, I mean, Speaking of being lucky, uh, where would horror be without Shudder right now? I mean, just as a genre, I feel like you know everybody wants to throw words around like the horror community, phrases, horror community, whatever. And, um, I just remember when I first got Shudder was very early on, and it just things and that was also like 2016, I feel like maybe even earlier than that, when you know I was probably still watching apps on, on a laptop, even I don't, you know, I don't even know, but anyway, it was, um very early on and to now i just feel like that there has been around that and the relaunch of fangoria like a whole kind of thing grow up and, and we are lucky to have these kind of Then that's the last thing i'll talk about how lucky i feel as an honor fan because i keep bringing that up but i do but like <laughs> specifically with shutter as someone that can watch horror all day and all night like it's just i you know I had trouble finding, like, From Beyond when I was growing up for years, like, just one movie. Like, I know people that didn't see Near Dark for, you know, like, you know, decades trying to find it. I was one of those
0: people, like, Near Dark was almost impossible to find unless you spent, uh, yeah. like, 75
2: bucks on a DVD. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I always lucked out. I was in probably, like, high school, high school. And I, 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 I drove an hour away to work at this. It sounds really lame in middle America, but it is. But I drove an hour away to work at a Hot Topic where all these older people, cool cool people worked. And they, like, took me under their wing. And so this guy gave me this really cheapy DVD of Near Dark. It was probably like a – it is just like a bare bones disc. And I kept that somehow through, like, all my moves. And, and that was just a movie I would spin constantly. And so I never even thought of it till later as just being – out of print. Like I came across so many people that have been like, oh, you actually have a copy of that in your home? Like I've wanted to see that forever, but it was just, I can think of so many movies, but now I just, it's just a totally new world out there. It's just, you know, totally different situation. And with that, you get stuff like, you know, uh, Rebecca McKendree's Glorious, which, which it's like, how do you describe that? It's like, I was trying to think like, you know, it's like, um, there's like this line, like I watched a lot of movies, like my dad, like and your dad, I know AJ watches uh, a lot of stuff, both my parents do, and it's just like, but there's like this line, like the horror stuff was always like for me alone, I always feel like, and so it's like, oh, what are you watching? And then they'll be like, oh, we watched Better Call Saul, last time did you watch And I was like, well, I watched a movie where this like Lovecraftian god, like, uh was talking to this uh, other guy who was having a crisis like a, a on in a glory hole in a roadstop filthy bathroom and they're like wait what <laughs> that's the movie it's like that's 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 where it is and like it's not even a
0: european film like this is straight no. american yeah. film
2: <laughs> all america is american is apple pie yeah everything about it so yeah it's um but I know if somebody wants to start. I, 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 in general, what do I think about it? I think that it's really cool, and um, uh, like I said, I listen to Rebecca McKendry a lot. It's somebody that, like, um, like I was just we were talking about either before we started or after we started with Shockwaves and uh, Colors to the Dark. I just. Really love their work as a podcast host, and I've they do. And another thing, too, those screenings like us getting to go to like a USC screening online, for like for my that was just like something you, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do that. Um, so uh, yeah, did just uh getting to see someone like that that listened to his film and it kind of fire on all cylinders like this, uh, you know, is awesome. I mean, it's really funny, I mean, it does really. I, what I felt about it, okay, specifically for it to be so contained, like, I was really impressed with just, like, kind of the scope of everything while it's still contained. Like, it doesn't, like, you could have this idea, and it could be trauma-y, or, you know, it could be, you know, schlocky. and this was it, it could like, almost be, like, low-hanging fruit, almost, in a way. Yeah, right? like, you could have this idea, and I'm sure have, we have, and we'll, and it'll be fun, like, something like that, where... You know, and and I wasn't sure what to expect because I listened to her and then I kind of hear that idea, you know, and so it could have, you know, could have gone in, in a different way with that. But I was when I was watching, it, especially the second time was just there was a lot just a, there's a lot of little really good humor in there. And, and just the, it just goes to show like, you know, I, OK, I was watching the Jamie Foxx movie, which I thought the concept for that, like high concept. It was a blast. And you got these different chat kind of Chad Stahelski kind of. Uh, vampirism, John Wick style stuff, you know, high, high concept and, and could be a really fun world to play in but I just thought like the everything about it was kind of really tired like there was like, it seemed like everything was thrown into it except any thought on the actual kind of screenplay and how these characters would talk to each other and that I believed Jamie Fox uh, and in and, and his situation with like his daughter very much and, and that kind of thing and I think and, and I kind of saw that right around when I watched Glorious again. And so I thought like, it's just such a difference in writing, you know, like when you get this good writing with something like this to where, you know, you, you really do go on this whole journey with this guy, like kind of, you know, emotionally, like it's, 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 uh, what's what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a journey through the mind with this guy almost, you know, that you're just kind of strapped in for it. And I think that when you get to, when the way this is written, which I think, uh, Dave McKendry, at least co-wrote it, um, it, it just really brings it up to something more artful, you know, than just, oh, it's about a glory hole and an alien, you know. <laughs> but you still, I still snicker, like, it, it was, I'm not helping my case, but, you
0: know. Right, so, and I texted both of you guys the picture, and I looked up, like, color meanings and stuff like that, because I don't think that's, like, not unintentional for the movie like this, with J.K. Simmons' uh, demigod character trying to get Vince West to trust him and follow his instructions the whole time, like, that has to be kind of intentional, how you see the colors throughout Glorious
2: as well. Yeah, and just you know, you have got the. I think about that kind of purple color too. That kind of, um, and I just I you know, I think of color out of space, and just how I think
1: of like, yeah,
2: unnatural yeah. kind of color that you just wouldn't see existing on its own.
1: Yeah, and I I, I was also a big fan of the movie. I uh, I also you know I've been listening to Rebecca uh, on Shockwaves and Colors of the Dark for for a long time, and uh, it's just like really cool to like you know recognize her voice through the writing you know just like having listened so long just like you can just like tell like certain moments like oh yeah this is like so clearly like in her voice and in her style and that was like really awesome to recognize um i'm also just like a big fan of like goopy movies like i love like yeah brian using that kind of stuff uh yeah, I, I love like a an uh, Stuart Gordon, like I love like a wet, like goopy kind of creature thing. And I feel like there's so much of that uh in this movie. Um and yet like it doesn't it doesn't feel like exploitation, which I feel like this, you know, could easily go right. given the concept, you know. Originally hearing the kind of log line, you know, I was expecting something more like, like butt boy or like bad Milo or (laughs) something like that. But like, I was actually, you know, a little bit surprised at like how. Or even something um,
0: like Castle Freak, almost a little bit. Yeah.
1: I was, you know, a little bit surprised at like how like uh, emotional the movie was. Like, I feel like there's something like really. Deeply human, like there's it's 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 disturbing for sure, and there's also like a lot of funny moments, but there's also like something that's so uniquely human in the writing and the performance, uh, that really kind of caught me off guard. Uh, you know, there is there is a certain kind of unexpected beauty in it, uh, which you know you wouldn't expect given the long yeah. yeah. one going in, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. no, it, no, I totally that's in in uh, the You know, this, you're absolutely right with it, with it having this humanity to it. It's like, if you, and that just shows like this whole, it it puts this whole different kind of element to it. Like, if it was just a kind of schlocky thing, we wouldn't care as much as we do. And, um, you know, don't want to give anything away. But the guy that we are following through, like, it's no secret that he is like a deeply kind of flawed guy, you know, for, and I mean, we, we kind and of, we meet him at this very like you know low point, and regardless of anything else about him, you know we we feel with we feel for this guy. You know we relate to him. We want him to get out of there, and but at the same time, you just keep getting drawn in more. And it also has that thing where this could be like a really cool stage play. I was thinking at the same time. You, you when I think of like Alien, the play, you can think of some really creative <laughs> together. Put in some kind of version of this on. Um and um yeah, I, I can't win mean, and J.K. Simmons Academy Award winning, J.K. Simmons. I mean, my God, man. I mean, that yeah. Like incredible, he has so much. incredible voice, like, yeah. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, it's insane. When I think about all the footage of him as Commissioner Gordon, it's like, you know, it keeps getting cut out and excised and reused as various films. It just feels odd to me. It doesn't feel yeah weird. he's
1: he's one of my favorites like i I'll watch him in pretty much anything uh yeah and it's just like such a cool performance because I mean like you don't you know you don't actually see him on screen you just hear him and yet like what he's doing in terms of like inflection in terms of like yeah ratcheting up the tension in terms of like these surprising moments of humor I mean it's just like a really polished vocal performance.
0: And, like, him talking about the feces on the toilet and listing, like, the names of the guys and, like, <laughs> alphabetical or oh. chronologically, <laughs> like, which one would you rather prefer? Like, that was really darkly comedic, too. Like, his voice has so much range in it. Like, who know this guy was the same voice that was doing the yellow M&Ms that you see all the time <laughs> in it's the totally movie sure, theaters sorry, yeah. before, you get, before movies start playing, right? Like, this guy... Like, it's so incredible. I would really like to know that pitch meeting that the director of Glorious had with J.K. Simmons, just, like, explaining his character and what all he would be doing. And not only that, the A&R meetings or recordings that he did, those had to be really fun to witness as well.
1: Yeah, I'm really curious if... Um if you know when ryan was performing if he was actually like listening to jk7's performance you know on set or if someone was you know reading just the lines from the script because like there's such a it's unique like a conversation. yeah yeah they get so like balanced and like it's you really weird. feel the emotion yeah yeah
2: no it's if i tried to make something like that it would be like oh these two you, you immediately <laughs> it would be terrible it'd be like oh these guys were not in the same time zone in the same week filming this Yeah, that it it, it does feel fluid, and it also gives me more. You know, uh, gives me more appreciation for Ryan because, uh, you know, I do as a guy that was uh, embarrassingly true to the end. um, You know, I know him in a certain way, uh, uh, and this was not that. Um, And I never, I didn't, I always enjoyed seeing him as Jason Stackhouse. I thought he was funny and affable and kind of you know dopey and. He was uh, kind of played up for like either being uh, hot or being dumb. And so it was kind of, <laughs> you know, so this was a totally, and, and and if we don't know how they did that either way to make it feel so fluid. And, and it is a very physical performance. He's in his underwear for about 90% of the time covered in <laughs> filth, but you know, and, and it's a very good performance. Like it's just, and I did think about how much like, and it's just, these are people that, uh, and obviously very good at what they do, but love making the film, and it definitely comes through in that. I think it all goes back to that. Like, it's such just like, uh, there's just a passion behind all that, you know. It's like you, you don't get to see him do that on a, on a, uh, an HBO show that goes, those shows go for so long. I think they're most of those shows are designed to go for about as about half as long as they end up going, you know, if they're successful. So, you know, it has to. You know, not that many. I'm um, as a working actor. I would just wonder how many times it's you know you get to do something that I imagine is is was a cool experience. I don't know. Maybe it was terrible. Maybe it was like the worst weeks of his life. But I don't think so. You know, it, it doesn't come off that way. So it comes yeah,
1: off. I thought it, I thought it was Ryan Quaid's. You know, best performance. Uh and Like I mean, like like you said, like he's always been a, a fun actor. You know, I, I've seen him in other things, but I feel like this kind of like elevated him in my mind a little bit like it showed that he's capable of like you know these these more complex like emotionally involving roles and so like it also just like kind of like made me excited about like what what he's going to do next like i hope that this like you know is a major kind of like launch for him to do some other cool stuff because i think that he's really got you know some interesting facets to his his skills there I like this whole
2: new weathered thing okay cuz as now I am am getting older and more weathered myself like I love a, a good Nick Stall showing up or a good Devin Sawa <laughs> yeah. showing up You got yeah. this club of all these guys I know that they that they're looking awesome and doing their thing we have a certain kind of like weatheredness to him. It's always, I never would have thought back in the day that I would have thought of like Ethan Embry as this sign of like modern masculinity. <laughs> I see the devil's candy. And I'm like, that's where, that's where I want to be. That's what I'm trying to give <laughs> all the people to strangers.
1: No. But yeah. So yeah I, would,
2: I would definitely put that in there with him. You know, he's, he's not the, he's not the hot little sheriff's deputy anymore. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's, it's just an, it's an, I can't recommend it enough. Like, um, I wish I could get people that would hear the tagline. A lot of times when I see something like this, you know, there's uh, inevitably people that are turned off by genre in general. And, you know, um, uh, some people may not, you know, get past that log line who would probably have, you know, a really good time with it and be like, hey, you know, that was not as horrific as I was expecting, Um, which there is a part. Near the end, which no spoilers or anything, but I was kind of like, uh, 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 you know, they, yeah. jump right up to a line. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely like to see as many people watch this as possible. That's, that's, you know, I'd love to see it on a big screen though, too. I've only seen it on my laptop. So even seeing it on, on my, my, uh, my TV at home will be a treat when, when Shutter throws it up because I'll, you know, it'd be all new. I'll get,
1: yeah, it, it feels like one of those movies that's like just kind of like perfectly designed for like a, you know, like a, a horror movie marathon at like a theater, like some yeah. kind of like a midnight, you know, run of films. Uh, it has that vibe that I thought was really, was really cool. Yeah.
2: And you just kind of, yeah, more, like cosmic based I'm there for, like Mandy or anything like tell that. Tell her
0: about a space would be the other one, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: definitely. So yeah, um, there's all uh, the void from the past few years. There's been a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm a sucker for it. I'm there. I want Panos Cosmatos to put a new movie out. I don't know. Oh, me
1: too. I've been waiting. I'm waiting for the announcement. Yeah, I'm waiting
0: That's on that. It was so
2: me. damn good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and Beyond the Black Rainbow was so cool too. Like I. Yeah, I'm I really, you know, drawn to these kind of, like, cosmic horror films. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, I think it's so interesting that now we're seeing a lot of filmmakers who can kind of do this on a smaller budget or, like, a more, like, contained space and it still feels, you know, grand and epic terrifying you know like as much as i do want to see a a del toro at the mountains of madness you know 200 million dollar (laughs) movie i also like appreciate that we can see these filmmakers do it for like a fourth of that yeah you know at least uh, yeah and still and still make it you know so involving and you know, just like the cosmic yeah. horror of it all. Yeah, You really
2: feel that vastness of like that terrifying
1: space feeling.
2: And yeah, it's cool to see, I'm totally with you on that. Like the idea of more filmmaker, because that, and that, what you just said, like that contained space with just like, but it's hinting at this bigger thing that it manages to capture. Like that to me kind of nails Lovecraft. At least when I was reading your short stories as a kid, that's kind of what, was the whole thing. Like I would that's the vibe. That's the feel. And so when it gets pulled off at that smaller budget, it just it is the kind of I, I think you said it earlier on Twitter. It's the kind of movie that made you want to make stuff. And it is that kind of movie that's yeah. like, oh, I gotta get my friends together. You know, I gotta, you know, yeah, it's 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 inspiring stuff. It's great. It's kind of like one cut of the dead, like a movie that I watch it just makes me want to like see what all my old friends are up to and just you know grab a camera. Yeah. yeah. That's the stuff that gets me out of bed. <laughs>
1: <First> <laughs> right.
0: And, like, I think uh, even the smaller budget, you know, kind of helps these content creators come up with an idea like this that has to be kind of intimate, but yet, like you guys said, it also hints at a bigger universe if, like, it turns into a franchise or whatever, they have that freedom in a next movie on the next movie that they end up making to where they can probably get a lot more from the profit of this movie and then just add it to their next feature as well,
1: you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's cool, too, because, you know, like, Nick Hendry has done, you know, some some Lifetime films, and there was a, a holiday anthology that she did a couple years ago. And so it's, like, cool to see, like, that growth as a filmmaker, too. You know, like, this is still a small budget, but it still feels bigger than what's come before, and I feel like it's one of those movies that, like, can open up, you know, a lot of doors in terms of, like, seeing, you know, what else she can do in horror. And, like, that's going back to, like, Shudder for a moment. Like, that's one of the things that I love about Shudder is that I feel like it gives so many filmmakers an opportunity to tell their story and then get it out there. Uh, you know, like, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, uh, Scare Me, you know, from from a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, that ago. was really cool. And, like, really? We werewolves with them last year, which was yes. amazing. Yeah. And so, like, I I love that, like, I feel like this platform is just, like, so, like, inclusive and, like, there's such, like, a, like, diverse, like, lens of, of, of horror stuff that they offer. And, like, it's so cool to just, like, see, like, filmmakers kind of evolve through the platform. And I feel like that's something that, like, a lot of other streamers don't have where like it feels like it's very filmmaker focused and it's like encouraging filmmakers to kind of go bigger and put their craziest ideas out there and so like the fact that we're like lucky enough to be able to to see this and experience it on shutter i think it's just like a really cool really cool thing
2: and
0: i remember like when shutter first started out right like they even had like their own podcast when they first started out And just to see them evolve like this into this powerhouse of horror is really cool because, like, a few years ago, I even thought they were almost like the lifetime of horror movies. Because at one point, they were just, like, you know, trying to find their niche, trying to find Mm -hmm. their audience, it seemed like. But now they've evolved, and now it's just so cool to see them put out movies after movies that really helps people get started in this, like. We just saw Spider One release his first kind of big movie through Sutter as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, but the, I think with with you know can uh, kind of bouncing off that idea with filmmaker curated content, like in people that love films and that are into the process and things like that, and just want to celebrate new indie horror. In terms of something like Netflix, where you get the feeling that the people that run it, a lot of, not all of them, but, the, you know, some people, that was unfair, I guess, but you get, you do get that. Okay, I, I'll, I'll rephrase. I used to work for FYE, and when I first started working there, I was, I was young. I was all excited to talk to people about uh, music, and my manager, like, the first day was like, hey, man, nobody here gives a shit about music and is not going to be able to talk about any of this stuff, <laughs> and he said to me, I never forgot it, he said, these guys at FYE, he said, they might as well be selling widgets, you know, and they might as well be selling toilet brushes and they're just not music people like that. And shutter or, you know, arrow criterion, um, night flight, something like that, These smaller ones you get, like, that's the really good streaming um, uh, kind of where I find like something like the art house lives on or like the indie circuit kind of lives on in a way. And, and in a lot of ways reaches a lot of people that it never could have in the past where it was just in, you know, like micro cinemas and art house theaters. Um, but, yeah, you get something like that at Shudder uh, where you do get filmmakers that keep – you can kind of watch, like, go from short film to a smaller budgeted contained thing to large – you know, just kind of watch them grow, too, as as filmmakers, which is awesome to do as, as, as fans, too. Um, so – it's just um, getting some like police siren in the background. It's
1: it's it's uh, yeah, it's outside my window. No, I
2: was not, like, oh. I was. I was I like mean, it's me. me. I was, I literally live in the middle of nowhere. They would, have to, <laughs> they would have to be coming here. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, but um, yeah, but shutter. Um, it's just, yeah, I, I totally think that that is what separates a lot of the, I guess, are they smaller? Yes, they're smaller. It's the smaller streaming services and the curated ones is they feel like uh, they're run by people who actually care about, you know, film and are in the film business. Yeah.
1: For sure.
0: Yeah. Right. As long as we don't get another Zasloff or whatever that guy's name is, I think we're good. <laughs>
1: I agree, yeah. I don't know what that's all about. I just thought that was awful.
2: Like, dude, yeah, I, I can't get behind. It's weirder to me, you brought it up, but it's weirder to me than anything to see the same guys that I was positive were, you know, they were so gung-ho, restore the Snyder thing because of artistic integrity and blah, 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 and they are cackling at the fact that this movie that they apparently didn't want to see is not getting getting released instead of just not you know going to see it something you didn't want to see but yeah so that kind of you know
1: it's a it's a it's a mess out there that's why you know, as, as much as I as much as I love you know Woo. comic books and comic book movies you know I always feel like horror is like my like safe you know where right. I feel you know I feel like the the people there, you know, and I mean, of course, like, every, like, group oh, people, yeah. like, there's, like, assholes or whatever. But, like, horror, like, I feel like on the overall, I feel is much more positive and celebratory. And, you know, we want to see things actually released and succeed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's crazy to me. I just, I've never <laughs> It's wild. It is wild out there. But, yeah, um yeah, horror, like, glorious is, is yeah. much better than champion than, like, arguing, you know, Pepsi or Coke all day long with people. So that's, I see that on Twitter. You know, that's what I feel like with Disney or, yeah. or DC, you know, you're just, you know, Pepsi or Coke, man. What's your favorite. <laughs> oh, like, well, fuck you, buddy. I like Coke
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, all right, man. Yeah, so –
0: all right, guys. So, final thoughts on *Glorious*. What do you rate the film out of? Uh, I guess five stars. What would you give it?
2: Me? Um, I I will go high high rating that I can give it. Give it an A plus. Give it a five five six 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 skulls up, whatever you want to say. <laughs> like three flaming pumpkin heads or something. No, It's, it's awesome, and um, everybody should check it out um, as soon as you can, as many times as you can. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I give it like a, a a four. I mean, it's it's really good. Like, I don't have any, I don't have any real, uh complaints. Just like on my like rating scale or whatever. Like, I <laughs> right, you know, yeah. it's
2: like a ceiling at some point. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, but
1: you know, I I definitely recommend like everyone who who's into horror watch it. Uh, I feel like it's definitely one of those films that like as we get into like the Halloween season. Uh, which for most of us is like, already started. Like, obviously, we're, like, let's start. But, yeah, (laughs) I feel like, you know, it's going to play really well, you know, especially uh, this time of year. It's it's just, like, so creative. And like I said on on Twitter earlier, like, it makes you really want to, like, go out there and, like, create something because you can just, like, see all the passion and and work that went into this, like, without, you know – being like blown, you know, way out of like it, it feels tangible in a way that like you can believe that people actually made this rather than like a corporation. Right. Uh, and I think that that's you know one of the things that I really right. absolutely about it. Yeah, something to say. And I'm
0: being around the same. I think I'd give it a, rather a four or a four and a half. It's very solid, and it's a great HP Lovecraftian tale that a lot of people should enjoy if you have Sutter, especially because they have a lot of great content out there like mandy and color out of space that just aligns with this kind of filmmaking so yeah i would highly recommend
2: checking it out when it comes out oh yeah for sure and subscribe to shutter anyway they always they usually have some kind of deal going on to where you can get a trial too yeah yeah
0: yeah like i always see like try shutter 30 or something for like 30 days yeah. They're reasonable yeah. people over
1: there. They are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is fun, guys. Yeah, this yeah. Is a Richard, lot of
0: fun. thank you so much for joining
1: us. Yeah, we really uh, appreciate it. it.
0: It's been really fun.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Um, I also, yeah, I run a, a collection of short horror stories. Uh, we make monsters here. Uh, it's on my my Twitter uh, profile, which is at Richard L. newby. So if any listeners are interested in that, uh, you know, that just shows some of my my fiction writing. That's awesome. Uh, and then you know my horror writing, you can find it thr and Fangoria uh, in the magazine. So.
2: I just got my new Fangoria the other day, actually with the weekend on the cover. Yeah,
1: so. Nice, yeah, it's what, a good yeah. issue.
2: I know, I can't wait to dive in. Do it now, actually.
0: Yeah, I need to start subscribing to the Fangoria magazine because oh, yeah. it's, it's awesome it. as always.
2: <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. Do it.
0: All right, guys. Well, have a good night.